Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 13th Sucast. Hello, this is Harvey. Unfortunately, if you can uh, detect the strange changes in Harvey's voice, it's because, as you may recall, our last uh, podcast revealed the terrible secrets behind such organizations as the World Wildlife Fund, the American Democrat Party, and the um, drug cartels that run Central and South America. Unfortunately, in the resulting collision with these forces after revealing the truth one and all, Harvey was beaten so badly that he now requires a machine to speak for him. The Prince Consort's goons got to me. Now, I feel bad. But not out of guilt. Mostly because my spine is broken. Your spine and your heart. And my heart. I saw the Prince Consort on television. He seemed like a nice fellow. My illusions have been shattered. But we already knew that he was in league with the Nazis and wished to wipe out 80% of the Earth's population through the Green Genocide. Surely, like such a fellow, it, it wouldn't necessarily be beneath him to take someone revealing his lies and falsehoods and shatter their spine and... Uh, strangle you with your own vocal cords. I had hoped against hope that he was merely a patsy. I was wrong. Yep, you were so wrong. And look, oh, you look disgusting. Half his face has been melted off. By some kind of acid, I think. I still have valuable things to contribute to society. Really? Like what? The other side of my face is still quite handsome. Well, it is beneath, like, the burn scabs. Yes, but I wear them well, I think. Anyway, speaking of burning, let's get on to the first topic for today's podcast, which, of course, is book burning. Book burning seems to be all the rage in the world at the moment, and, you know us, we, we like to follow trends. We're, we're conformists like that. So the first topic for today is... What books would you burn if you had the chance and the inclination? Harvey, I believe you can start us off. If you had to burn any single book, what would it be? I had a bad experience in year seven with a book. It was called Tomorrow When the War Began. Isn't that the book that just got turned into a movie? I believe it is. I did not want to go and see it in, a, in the cinema. And that is not only because... The cinema did not cater to people like me. Not merely in a wheelchair. Horrific mutilated victims of green genocide repression. Yes, I need to be carried around in a giant mechanical rickshaw. If my body is not kept at a certain angle, my arms pushed in certain ways, and my legs held 90 degrees up till the sky... My entire skeleton will collapse, and I will die. He looks like a bonsai kitten, I have to admit. So, okay, so apart from the fact that you couldn't see it at the cinema, why would you want to burn tomorrow when the war began? That is a difficult question to answer in one sentence. Well, and give us a couple of sentences then. It's not like, you know, we, you, you need, want to waste words. Yes. Hang on, I'll remove my voice box and see if I have an easier time talking about it. Well, 
I think it was very Hobby, badly put, put it back. Written. Put it back. Every moment I live is pain. Hobby, put it back. That is much better now. I made a mistake, and I am sorry. This is fucked up. I just have to admit, it's fucked up in more ways than one. Don't blame me. Blame those bastards at the WWF. It's like I'm cursed with a Holocaust baby. Okay, so back to why you'd burn tomorrow when the war began. Well, <laughs> it was kind of a lame coming-of-age drama, I thought. It bored me to tears. And at the same time, there was this ridiculous invasion of Australia by some unknown country. That also, I, I got turned off by that as well. Like, I know the whole point of the books was that you weren't supposed to know who it was, but, you know, wars happen for a reason. Yeah. And it just... People don't just wake up one day and decide, hey, let's invade Australia. Yes, I'm sure that there are many countries in the world who look at Australia and think, wow, what an arid wasteland. We should totally invade that. That will be fun and easy. Maybe they want a possession of our dangerous wildlife. Maybe. Maybe they are breeding a killer kangaroo army. Would the invaders or us? Maybe both. I can't talk any more about this killer kangaroo army. I have already revealed too many secrets and paid too dearly for it. <laughs> Wait a second. So you're the one behind the killer kangaroo armies, presumably to fight back against the green genocide. I don't want any more severe beaten or being strangled with my own vocal cords. So I will not say any more. So what, I just have to do this by myself now? Well, I can talk about things that are not related to the following. Killer kangaroo armies. There's not, so no other subjects of verboten? What about the green genocide? Can you talk about that? Or the drug cartels? Any of the things we've been valiantly fighting for for the last... 12 years, Harvey. Seriously, do you know what you're doing? You're leaving me on my own. My spirit is broken. So what? My body. What? I, just Al, it's just Al and I now? Al and I against, against all the might of the Citizen Electoral Council's forces? Us fighting we the Prince Consort? the Citizens Electoral Council. Yes, I know, but, but that's what we're fighting for. We're fighting the enemies. We, we, we're fighting to... Uphold the values and promises they made to the world. Will these values return the use of my legs? You're and a quitter. That's what you are. You're a quitter. You always have been. Will, Fine. You know will what? these values unmelt the left side of my face? They will eventually. See, valuable face-unmelting technology is being held by the Nazi consorts and the drug cartels and the American Democratic Party... But you know what? You don't want to fight for I think you like being like this. I think you like being able to wallow in your self-pity. They will come for you, you know. And I'll you be, will be like I'll me. I'll be ready for them. I'll be ready for them. Unlike you, you just, lay, you just laid down and let them do this to you. Well, I was once quite masochistic. 
What, what, what do you think the cyanide tablets for, huh? What do you think they are? What is just there? You know, we we couldn't find like that. We 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 couldn't find sour apple skittles anymore, so we just bought a couple of cyanide tablets. No, no, those are there to prevent things like this from happening. But no, you you weren't strong enough. You were weak. You've always been weak. I admit it. Anyway, anyway, back on topic. If I had to burn a book, I have to say it would be Zed for Zachariah. I had to study that book twice in high school. Probably a few people listening to this podcast would have shared my pain. But it was such a boring, poorly written, creepy as hell book. So rapey. Did you ever have to read that in high school? I have not heard of Z for Zachariah. Is it a sequel to V for Vendetta? You know what? That would have made it far more interesting. I don't think it had any relation to V for Vendetta whatsoever. Was it a sequel to Dial M for Murder? No, that would have also made it more interesting. It's not a sequel to that either. Was it a sequel to... Hang on, I shall think of something. A for Andromeda. (laughs) Despite the fact I'm not a massive fan of sci-fi, that also would have made it more interesting than the book it was. B for Borealis? No. Wait wait a second. Fuck you. I know what you're doing right now. Use those goddamn books you made up last time. I have never made anything up in my life. What about what, what about your div- commitment to the cause, Harvey? It all seems pretty pretty manufactured right about now. Look at you, sitting there, twitching... Drooling out of the left side of your face. What the hell's wrong with you? You make me sick. I can tell you what is wrong with me. (laughs) Your spirit (laughs) makes me even more sick than the twisted mockery of a human being that sits before me. I guess I have one more secret to reveal. Yeah? What is that? Come on. Come on. Tell me. Come on. I have nothing left to live for. That is not really a secret. No, it isn't a secret. I can see it in your your shriveled, malformed eyes. That's how obvious it is. Those blackened orbs that sit in your eye sockets. Anyway, speaking of callbacks to various podcasts, I've been I've been listening to them recently to see how I could improve my speaking and elocution. Uh, and something I've I've realized a magnificent missed opportunity. We were talking about Kanye West in some capacity. I can't exactly remember why. But, Harvey, you mentioned that Kanye West has a website which is called Kanye Universe City. Now, I, I think we were missing something very important. Is this actually a place that exists? Kanye Universe City. Like, can you imagine the possibilities? Like, this, I imagine this beautiful glowing vista, uh, all centered around this giant statue of Kanye interrupting... I don't know, whoever it was that he interrupted and then became a meme for... Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. A a massive statue of that magnanimous event. Um, All around futuristic buildings, uh, shutter shades absolutely everywhere. I can just imagine, since his first three albums contain much material railing against the value of college education, (laughs) it'd be massive classrooms. Filled with teachers and students talking about how useless it is to go to college. So there you go. No tertiary education whatsoever. So we know this city has no universities or TAFE. Um, what else? What else would such a city possess? 
it would possess ridiculously garish combinations of old architecture and modern accoutrements, such as stripper poles or runways. A stripper pole in every corner. That is what, you know, Mayor Kanye West. You know, he doesn't ever go by Mayor West. He, Mayor West is his father. He's Kanye West. Mayor Kanye West, obviously. He, you know, his campaign promises every election are, of course, a stripper pole in every corner. Which he's managed to fulfill every time he's held office. It is true. And a stripper pole in every room of his giant mansion. I wonder how many rooms such a mansion would possess and what wonders would be contained therein. I think we'd have a room just for crocodiles. That's what I'd do if I had a mansion. Just have a room just for, just for crocodiles. I think Kanye West would have a room for just for crocodile skin wallets. Would it be like a small room, like a closet-sized thing, or an actual room with, like, crocodile skin wallets lovingly displayed on pedestals? Probably on the pedestals. Ridiculously expensive pedestals. You should read Kanye West's Twitter feed. Yeah, that's the thing. And, like, there wouldn't be a mail service. There would be a national Twitter service. Free Twitter for all. And you could buy, like, Twitter stamps, which all um, depicts... Kanye West, um, in a, uh, posing in a position he finds, um, he finds to be stately and thoughtful. I like when he goes on rants on Twitter. He pretty much says the same thing over and over again, but in phrase in a slightly different way, as if he's making a different point each time. I also like imagine that there would be loudspeakers everywhere, just constantly blaring his Twitter updates. Um, you know, a 24-hour Twitter feed uh, for the citizens of Kanye University. Yo, I am on a small private jet. It is a baby mama jet, yo. That was actually a tweet. Something like that. Yo, when you fly on a baby mama jet, there is no stewardess. He meant to say stewardess, but he spelled it S T U A R T I S T. A stewardess. A stewardess. What? What is involved? No, maybe he wasn't misspelling it at all. Like honestly, I've I've been on a couple of small flights, usually just like regional ones, but like I never saw a stewardess there either. Never saw a stewardess. No, I've seen stewardesses, but I haven't seen a stewardess. A man think... who walks around with like a scepter. And hits it on people's shoulders and says, I dub thee Stuart. So I wonder what exactly is involved when you want to become a stewardess. Is there like a college course you have to take? Is there, is it like an RSA? Do you have like a 24 hour course where you just sort of, you show up and you find out how to wear the cape without it crinkling and how to tap a person on the shoulder, the way to pronounce Stuarts correctly for foreigners? That is a fortuitous question. For I am actually a stewardess registrar. Really? Yes. So, so wait, if I wanted to become a stewardess, like, if I had, say, a full-time job, could I do that part-time? Yes, it is an easy application process. All I need to do is ask you a few questions. Well, okay, let's, like, pretend I'm going for my stewardess exam right now. And, you know, what? okay, well, let's, let's, let's do this right now. Give me, give me a promo interview. Okay, what is your opinion of the name Stuart? Um, honestly, I think it could use a few less vowels. I mean, like, you know, maybe it could just, like, be so, like, you know, why do they need the A there? 
Why can't it be like Stuart? Get out of my office. You make me sick. What? Seriously? I hate you. You're just a, you're just a fascist. Is what you, you are about. disgusting. Stuart is the most beautiful name in the world. What? You're saying it's perfect? Is that it? It cannot be improved. It, so, so that's. I guess that's why they're, they're only Stuartists and not like Edgarists or Steveists. Edgar and Steve are horrible, disgusting names. Stuart is the equivalent of Clarice for men. It is perfect. <laughs> so wait, name. so what you're saying that if I were a lady, I could become a Clarisist? No. No, I couldn't. Why not? You don't have it in you. Really? I don't have it. Okay, what is your opinion of the name Clarice? I think it's a lovely name. I think more people should have it. How lovely? Like, ten lovely. That is a lot of lovely. It is a lot of lovely. I See? hereby dub you a Clarisist. Wait a second, I thought only ladies could be a Clarisist. I am inspired by your example. <laughs> so, I'm actually breaking gender barriers here. I can be the first male Clarisist in history. Yes. This is like a momentous occasion. So wait, that's it. The entire process is the opinion you have of the name Stuart or Clarice. Yes. It's not like you're becoming a surgeon or a rocket scientist or even a garbologist. A garbologist, eh? So wait a second, there's no application fee? Do I get a certificate? Can I, I, do I get a frame certificate I can put on my wall? No. No? <laughs> so wait a second, so how am I supposed to, like, prove to an airline if I, like, went into the offices of Qantas tomorrow and said, I would like to apply to be a, a clericist on your flight? What am I supposed to show them? Do I, like, get a reference number or something? It is a largely symbolic position. For example, if you dub someone Stuart, they don't actually have to be called Stuart from that point. It's an optional thing. It's not like you're forcing them to change their name by deed poll or anything like that. But, I mean, it's still a qualified position, isn't it? I guess. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. I am the first male clericist in the history of Australia, possibly the world. Um, what would be the ramifications of such a position? Who knows? Maybe in the future we'll see female stewardists. Um, but see, there you go. We, we, see, Kanye wasn't lying. He probably didn't have a stewardist on his flight. Maybe because he doesn't want a stewardess on this flight. Maybe he's happy being called Kanye. He doesn't need some guy going around dubbing him Stuart, even if it is optional. I don't know. I think the only thing that is going to prevent me from buying the new Kanye West album is the fact that it is not being released by Stuart West. Oh, there you go. Are there any other, like, artists whose music you'd buy if only their name was Stuart? That could be a potentially incriminating question. I would hate to be the kind of person who would buy a Nickelback album just because they <laughs> changed the name Stuart of Back. the band. I was thinking... Nickel Stewart? No. Just Stewart? No. What? Nis Stewart. Honestly, the fact that you said that through your, your mockery of a voice box only makes that more horrifying. I don't know. I think I'd be happy to, like, you know, buy... Um, Taylor Swift albums if her name was Stuart Swift. Or... That's sexist. Ooh, <laughs> I am not going to buy a woman's album. But look, I'd, I'd, I'd buy... Ooh, my name is Ben. But, you know, I'd buy stuff by T-Pain if his name was T-Stuart. I thought his name was Stuart. Is it Stuart? 
I don't know. Well, I don't know. It says what the hands, bitch. <laughs> what about like Stuart Tequila or Stuart Park or Kings of Stuart? Kings of Stuart would be a good name for Stuarts of Leon. No, you'd buy you'd buy an album from from Kings of Stuart, but not from Stuarts of Leon. Yes, because a little bit Stuart arbitrary. just sounds like the name of like a really lame town. <laughs> so it would be a great ironic band name. See, that's a thing. I think maybe if we would ever run a country, we'd have to pause the thing that all bands that played have to call themselves Stuart in some capacity, much like all. All University of Sydney clubs and societies have, well, at one point had to have the letters SU in their name. Don't they have to do that anymore? Not anymore. What about places like Chuck Sock or the Captain Planet Society? There's a Captain Planet Society? There are. I actually know a couple of the people who started it. They also basically started it as a drinking society. Good work, guys. That sounds pretty rad. Well, I don't know. If only I could still ingest. Fluids and foods if through any means other than this trip. <laughs> Can you taste through that? I'm curious. My tongue has mostly been soldered away. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> a soldering iron. Those dudes were jerks. It's a good thing I was there to save you from them. Yes, but you didn't need to stand there laughing for three minutes before I you help did it. anything. It was hilarious. Matt Panda was holding your arms down so they shoved a soldering iron in your mouth. There's a certain surreal panda. quality to the whole thing. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it was a panda or was it like the prince consort in a suit? Because I could swear I saw a zipper. I believe the prince consort just looks panda-esque when he is angry. <laughs> He's a panda. The Prince Consort is in fact a panda, And that's why he is the symbol for the World Wildlife Fund. <laughs> because it's not actually a panda, but an angry Prince Consort um, warning all those who dare oppose him what lies in store for them. Maybe that's why they let you live. So they can, like... So, so that all the people who would oppose their, their vile agenda will, will find out what would become of them. Yes. Well, look on the bright side. Are you fielding this question to me? I thought I would think of something between saying look and side. Harvey, look. But unfortunately, there is no bright I've side. I've got to say that I even, am a freak. even when, you know, you weren't this disfigured mockery of nature, um, you probably, there weren't that many bright sides to begin with. It's a sad, it's sad but true. I just thought you should know that. And I mean, you know, I, I, I'd apologize, but let's face it, why should I apologize for the truth? Yes. Yeah. And it's not like I can do anything. Yeah, exactly. What are you going to do, like, poke me with that little proboscis of yours that you use to uh, regularly keep your blood fluids up? I can still move my pinky. I can do some crazy things with this pinky. See, that's not even an obscene gesture. Bitch. Look, you're just waving it. Come close. It's like, it's I'll like, give you the pinky thrashing of a lifetime, I, you I bastard. See, I think like you can't even give me a pinky thrashing that an ordinary person could. I am pushing the nurse button. The nurse is going to come and lift my arm high enough. 
the so nuts, that it reaches your face, the, and then I shall beat the you nuts, down with my fucking pinky, bitch. The nurse only took the job to take care of you because you couldn't really do anything to complain, so she just, like, sits outside your house, like, smoking, and you using all your phone credit. Haha. Uh-huh. Thank you, Nurse Clarabelle. Haha. Haha. Holly, this uh-huh. this means us both. Take that. This yeah. is this is the saddest thing I've ever witnessed. Or I will poke you in the eye. Ah ha ah, ah, ha ah. You can't even put pressure on it. Uh, how am I making an exerting sound through this voice box? It sounds terrifying. It actually scares me a little bit. It's advanced technology. Anyway, I let's suppose. let's let's move on from this sad spectacle that we've been subjecting the audience to, and talk about something relevant to the club's um, club's goings on. There's a trivia night coming soon. This Tuesday, in fact. Um, hopefully, you know we'll be able to uh, to tell you guys about it before it happens. But yeah. Um, there's a trivia night. I believe there are a whole ton of different categories. Harvey, you're on committee. Tell us a bit about this. The trivia night is called Sutek Trivia versus the World, a clever play on the sort of popular film Scott Pilgrim versus the World. There will be seven evil rounds of trivia questions for you to defeat. The winner totally gets to make out with me. You don't have lips anymore. <laughs> your tongue, your tongue is a mass of scarred flesh and 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 soldered iron. Yeah, I don't think anyone considers that a prize. I think that that's actually what's going to like the losers. But it is an evil trivia night. But I thought the, the winners point, are really losers. I thought the point of like you know Scott beating his exes was he could finally make out with the girl of his dreams. Why Why do they get to make out with you? You're not the girl of anyone's dreams. They made me the prize before I was horribly disfigured. Even then, that was like, I don't know, it was it was a wooden spoon sort of prize. It's like, yeah, sure, I mean, I, I guess I could use this wooden spoon, but I don't really feel a sense of accomplishment here. They wanted to change me to someone else, but then the anti-discrimination lobby <laughs> got involved. Well... So this, these, these lows to take a sunk too hard, taking a, a crippled, um, <laughs> taking a crippled abomination and forcing you to make out with it as a prize for showing your prowess at the things the club upholds. Eh, it could be worse. Really, really, tell me how could it be worse? The prize could be making out with Charles. Oh snap! Hey, look, at least Charles still has the use of all of his limbs and his voice box and his tongue. Isn't that kind of important when you want to make out with someone? Allegedly. Allegedly. Don't you just hate those guys who just ram their tongues down your throat, though? Um? Tell me, is this like a a, a pre- or post-disfigurement revelation? During, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Those pandas are rough. <laughs> they don't mess around, do they? Yeah, see, people who take. If you ever wondered why, like as you well know, there's there's a movie coming out of our battle uh, on behalf of the Citizens Electoral Council against its enemies, against the man. Um, it, it in fact ends with us 
raising our fists triumphantly, surrounded by happy small children and puppies, as we have saved the world from the tyranny of drug lords, the prince consort, Nazis, the American Democrats, um, and all the all of Satan's forces. Um, in fact, we we wanted to like make it true to life, where it's basically two and a half hours of Harvey being held down and tortured and raped by pandas. But uh, when we when we pitched this idea to um, when we pitched this idea to the Cohen brothers, they gave us this look, which was I think a combination of shock, horror, and just a teeny bit of arousal. Funnily enough, yes, but that reaction was only because. We said that they weren't allowed to set the movie in Minnesota. Well, it, okay, look, it happened in Wisconsin. I don't think it was that big of a deal. But they like Minnesota. Well, they do like Minnesota. It's a, it's a great place to visit. There are too many people there of Swedish descent. Really, are there? Yes. I wasn't aware of this. How do you have such a keen knowledge of American diaspora? I have watched the film Fargo several times. <laughs> Consecutively. That is about it. Well, there you go. Now we know the mystery of why there are so many Swedish people in Minnesota. Yes. Casting for Fargo. Do you think, like, the entirety of the Coen Brothers film lineup is just full of Swedish people? They quite have quite a few Swedish actors who appear in their films. George Clooney, Francis McDormand, <laughs> Javier Bardem, Maybe the, the black guy in Lady Killers. <laughs> he think, is Swedish of the yin yang. I think the Co I think the Cohen brothers might be pushing forward some kind of hideous pro-Swedish agenda. It's why there are subtle IKEA references in all of their films. Subtle? You mean like in No Country for Old Men, when the guy says, Welp, I'm sick of be running for my life. I am off to Ikea. I remember that reference. See, there we go. Do you think maybe they're, in fact, in league with the Citizens' Electoral Council? Not with the Citizens' Electoral Council. We support the Citizens' Electoral Council with the forces they oppose. Probably. I wouldn't pass put it past those. Jewish, Swedish bastards. So wait, are they Jewish or are they Swedish? They can't be both. That would be preposterous. I believe they are naturalized Swedish citizens. <laughs> this, this, I don't, I think this is all kind of horrific. This entire podcast has been, I'd like to say surreal, but no, sad and pathetic, I think is a more accurate assessment. I think I don't want to subject our listeners to any anything else of this. Maybe, maybe the Save Harvey Fund um, will come through, and your your voice will be back to normal next time, even if we can't really fix your face and the rest of your body. Perhaps, but if not, we should totally go to a cocktail bar and just get nutty. Can you even get drunk anymore? I thought they, I thought they chiseled the. Um, parts of your brain that can feel inebriated out. Ew. <laughs> well, on that pleasant note, once again, if you'd like to uh, complain or judge or perhaps uh, send your condolences to Harvey, as always, you can comment um, at podcast at sutech.info. 
uh, comments on our Twitter, comment on the forums, or just, I don't know, uh, send send five dollars to Harvey's secret address. Don't worry, you'll you'll know what it is when you when you go to to post the envelope. Um, and yeah, please don't feel free feel free to contact us, give us ideas, tell tell us what's important, tell us what we've been missing out on, tell us if there's a force you want us to be unleashed upon to oppose. Because I'll oppose it. Harvey Harvey and his his flailing crippled limbs, not so much. But until next time, this is Finn and Harvey, and we bid you adieu. Thank you and good night. It is time for my sponge bath.